Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for April the 24th, 2017, a Monday out here at the UC Health Training Center. I'm Jake Marsing, joined, as always, by uh, the handsome one in the group. Oh, oh you're so flattering. Uh, Ryan Green, our videographer slash kind of does everything guy. Uh, you hosted a radio show on Monday, Ryan. Uh, or on Friday. last week, Friday. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you man, will... I'll, I'll do anything. As long as they pay me. Hear that, ladies? He will do anything <laughs> if you pay him. But, uh, or gentlemen. You yeah, know, whatever. Well, depends on how much you're getting paid. Depends on the job. Yeah. <laughs> careful, you, careful your words, you should say, uh, right? I know what I said. Uh, all right. <laughs> we are out here at the UC Health Training Center, uh, not in studio. We will get back in studio someday. But, Ryan, it's, it's draft week, man. Right. It's Where else would you want to be this it's week? It's draft week. The NFL draft upon us. It'll kick off Thursday night out in the city of brotherly love in Philadelphia. We do not have the budget to go to Philadelphia, Ryan. So instead... I've been to Philly. It's, you know... It's all right. It's there. Geno's or Pat's? Uh, Neither? I mean, like, I wasn't... You weren't blown I wasn't away a by Philly either? cheesesteak yeah. connoisseur, so any, I'll eat it. Even I don't really like it. Like, I'm not gonna lie. All right, well, all right. It's, it's I'm glad you just. So we won't about be being out wrong. in Philly though. We will be here at the UC Health Training Center when the Denver Broncos start the 82nd NFL Player Selection Meeting. Uh, Elway uh, and and company will be here as well. And uh, guess who we heard from today? We heard from one of the company. Yeah, we heard from the boss man himself. Uh, John Elway, the general manager and executive vice president of football operations for your Denver Broncos, speaking to the media for the first time, uh, before the last time, excuse me, before the draft. Uh, First time in a while. Yeah, first time in a while. His pre-draft press conference, Ryan, lots of little tidbits. We can play some sound, but I think the thing I, I took away from it, listening to John talk, he hit on a number of subjects. He hit on... Joe Mixon, he danced around that in a yeah. really remarkable way. Uh, but the thing that I think we got a little bit of concrete information out of him on is left tackle, right? right? This ongoing conversation about the Broncos' needs at left tackle. Big discussion around the league is that most teams that I talk to expect Denver to take a left tackle. But also I've talked to scouts who say we have no idea what Denver's going to do. And they're keeping it really close to the vest in this building. That led you, Ryan, to think that something might be up John Elway's sleeve. Yeah, uh, it's been a it's been a quiet uh, you know off season so far. Uh, The Broncos got good offensive linemen, uh, but I think I think there's just I don't know what I think it's just maybe a gut feeling that I that I think the Broncos are going to do some type of Shane Ray Paxton Lynch possible trade up to oh. get a name oh. that you aren't thinking of, um, you know, because that that was the one thing when when the Broncos drafted Shane Ray, it wasn't until he fell just a little bit that all of a sudden uh, people were talking about drafting Shane Ray. You know, they had Von Miller, they had Demarcus Ware. Why would they need Shane Ray? And they got him. Uh, you know, Paxton Lynch was a bit of a surprise, um, to me at least, it, it, trading up. I thought that um, if Paxton Lynch had fallen to them, they would have a chance. I didn't expect them to trade up. So I think if if the Broncos really like a guy, and uh, whether that be Cam Robinson or Christian McCaffrey, and they trade up for him, I just feel like they uh, not I just feel like Cam they're Robinson. not <laughs> – right. 
I, I just feel well, maybe. But no, no, I see your point. You I see, see my point, point is that is that I think twenty and back, you're really starting to find not day one starters. Um, and if the Broncos really want to shake things up and and go get someone that will have an immediate impact, then they then they need to go trade up for someone. Well, John talked about trading up in the first round. Talked about the price that it takes and trading down and trading down. Let's listen to to, to John Elway talk about that for a little bit. Well, I mean, I think there's no question from where we were to where we are now. It's uh, and going up higher where we want it always gets more expensive the higher you want to go. So, just depending on where you're starting. Obviously, this year we're starting a little bit lower than or higher, however you want to put it, higher than we're used to, you know, being put. So. But uh, again, you go back and you listen to all the different options, and you know, going back, going up, and going back. Ryan, I think your point is well intentioned on this, but it wasn't my big takeaway. Okay. I'll let you. I'll let you stay <laughs> out there on that. Well but it was. It was a dumb no, take. no, it wasn't dumb. Yeah, yeah. it's not dumb. I, the the thing that I took from John Elway's press conference, and I talked about this in the video we just shot with uh, our boss Nate Lundy, who was out here mm-hmm. uh, at uh, Valley today. Uh, I took away a very a couple of tidbits on the left tackle spot. First of all, John mentioned specifically that it's easier to scout players from schools like Alabama become because Alabama runs the football so much. Hey, wait a minute. Wait there, a minute. And there a left tackle coming out of Alabama? There is. Hey. And didn't they bring him in here for a visit last hey, wait week? wait a minute. Whoa. You connect those dots and you can lead yourself to many different conclusions. Yes. That guy, of course, being Cam Robinson out of uh, Alabama, like I just mentioned. But the other thing that interested me was we've had a discussion kind of on this show of, of what the line potentially looks like. And I think the most concrete answer that we got out of John Elway today directly reflected that, and it connected to a particular young tackle on this roster. Let's listen to John talk about that young guy here. A lot of people don't think we have a left tackle on our team. Tyus Sambrio played left tackle for us two years ago, was playing very well, and hasn't been able to stay healthy. So um, that's always an option for us. Ty Sambrio, Ryan Green, the CSU, Ram- the CSU Rammy. Who had who came into the league? If you remember, I, I, I covered his pro day. I covered him a little bit at CSU. I remember Ty coming out of the draft, being surprised that the Broncos took him in the second round. Uh-huh. But ultimately, kind of understanding the pick, he was a great fit for Gary Kubiak's scheme. Yeah, he he has great feet. He'll say it himself. He has tremendously athletic feet for a big guy like that. But three games into his NFL career as a starting left tackle. He replaced Ryan Clady, who went down with that season ender. Yeah. Then three games into his career, in a game against the Lions, Sam Brilo pops his shoulder out, done for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, three games into his NFL career. Wild year. Um, he was unable, more or less, to lift weights that entire offseason because he was recovering the shoulder. When he finally got into the weight room, he was... To say that he was weak in his upper body would be a, a misnomer. He He... <laughs> He was extremely weak. He was you can see it on on tape. You can see how athletic he is as a as a pass as a, a pass protector. But he's really susceptible to the bull rush because yeah. he's just not strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think Ty has a lot of work to do in the weight room. And I talked with him about that in the locker room on literally the last day of the season. I said, "So what, what's your plan?" He said, "My man, my plan is to just uh, just stay in the weight room all summer." Good. I gotta lift. I gotta lift weights. I yeah. gotta. I gotta build my upper body, and if he does that, it really does intrigue me. 
the option of Ty Sambrilo at left tackle. Now, is it a better option than Cameron Robinson or Garrett Bowles? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. Uh, John held his chips pretty close to the vest, but that quote about Ty Sambrilo kind of perked my ears up, Ryan. The thing I took away from the specifically just him talking about the offensive line is I don't think Elway views it views the offensive line as a dumpster fire like everyone else does. Yeah. I think everyone thinks that one left tackle in this this team could be getting back to a Super Bowl run. I think John sees that McCoy is going to come in. They're probably going to go back to a little bit of spread, um, especially um, you know with the quarterbacks they have, and especially if they don't really if their offensive line doesn't improve, then you're going to go spread and get the ball out quick. And so, yeah, I think I think that's what John was saying. He he was like, you know, we have Ty Sambrilo, who, while he hasn't played a lot, he's gone up against Justin Houston. You know, he's seen the 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 NFL players, NFL speed. He knows what's, you know, and, and that's the one hit on the rookies, uh, is that they just don't know the NFL quite yet. You know, Cam Robinson hasn't played Vaughn Miller when Vaughn has been in the league for six years. That, that there's a difference between, you know, that Vaughn Miller and maybe Miles Garrett. Um, so I, I think Elway is, is not panicking. Uh, you know, uh, when you look at teams like Let's take the Texans last year, who saw a very good uh, uh, performance by a quarterback and immediately threw tons of money at him, gave yep. up the farm, and it backfired immensely. Yep. I think that's what Elway's doing. I think he's trying to calm down. He knows that the offensive line isn't deep, but he is not going to just, uh, and like you said, I don't think he's going to trade up for Cam Robinson, no. but if the pick isn't there and they don't want, and they don't love someone I don't think they're going to worry about it too much I think they're then just going to go all right how do we mask this problem it was interesting for me Ryan to hear John because he didn't really talk in specifics about anything and the only times he was asked in specifics he wouldn't give specific answers He, he he literally deflected it's very clear that they're holding their cards close to the vest but to hear him say things specifically about the left tackle spot to hear him say that he thinks it's a weaker class this year. Those were all things that, that were interesting takeaways for me. The question, though, and this comes back to a debate that we've had over and over again, is do you draft for need or do you draft best player right. available? For me, when you have such a glaring need like they have at left tackle, you got to find a solution in this draft. Uh, and a solution, not just a guy who can compete, but a guy who can come in preferably as, as your preferred starter. Now, you, I think you get that if you draft Garrett Bowles or Cam Robinson. Ryan Ramschick with the injury history is a little mm-hmm. bit questionable to me. Uh, I think you also could potentially get that in a project guy, like a second-round guy, like a Garcia or yeah. you, know, you know one of those guys in the later rounds. Um, I, I expect them to take two offensive linemen, at least, uh, in this draft. Do you expect draft picks or because I still don't think a trade is out of the realm of possibility, and who, I don't who think are they a trade for. I, you say Joe Thomas. I'm, I'm not going to say Joe. T- I mean, that's the one name everyone wants, and that's it's and not, I think that's the it's, one. It's not going to happen, and that's the one left tackle everyone wants. But I, I, I think if I mean, I, there's a lot of left tackles that play for teams and start for teams that I don't know the names of. Yeah. Um. And so if you get a guy that was a, a starter last year and wasn't awful, then I think that's an upgrade. Or at least a depth addition. Like Jason Peters with the Eagles. Right. But if you're going to draft, well, Jason Peters is a bad cop because if you're going to draft Jason Peters, you have his you have his 
comp and Cam Robinson in the draft. But mm-hmm. we, I mean, the thing about this tackle class is it is an extraordinarily it's thin. I mean, you're getting probably at best second round talent, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to pay a, a first round price right. for those top three guys. And you have to decide whether that's worth it for you. Um, Do you think the ten draft picks helps that decision? Yeah, you have you have you have capital, right? So you can, I mean, with ten picks, including the ability to trade those compensatory picks now, which is super nice. Yes, you have as much capital realistically as you want. Uh-huh. Like if John Elway really did decide that he wanted to draft Christian McCaffrey, he could. He could trade. He would have to get up to seven mm-hmm. to do it because I have it on very very good authority that Christian McCaffrey is going to go eight overall to Carolina. Um, yeah, well, I mean, his position coach is there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, coaches. that's 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 gonna happen. Um, uh, if so, if you want to trade up to seven to go get Christian to go get Christian McCaffrey, if you're set, if you're dead set on taking him, you have the capital to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would cost you a hell of a lot. It would cost you probably two firsts, probably cost you this year's and next mm-hmm. year's, probably your second, a third, maybe a player, maybe a guy like a Shaq Barrett or or one of those pass rushers, to go up and get him. I mean, these are high prices we're talking about paying for unproven guys. Yeah. And I love the draft as much as anybody, but the history of the draft tells me that evaluations are oftentimes wrong. Um, Yeah, especially... Which which I don't love, but that's just the truth. It's been, I, I guess more recently, it's been the trades in the early rounds. I mean, you look at Jared Goff. You look at even uh, jury's is still out on golf. The jury's still out on him. Yeah. But you look and and I'm I'm just giving an example right now of just how things put out. But you look at you know the RG three trade, which looked good because RG three was on the upswing. But in the end, the Rams got a ton of talent not drafting him and taking the trade. Um, so maybe there is a team, you know, uh, seven and under that do just want the draft picks rather than, uh, you know, one specific player. And maybe the Broncos want one specific player and not a ton of draft picks. Uh, but like you said, when you have 10 draft picks, it's better than if you had six draft picks because then you don't really have a cushion. You, you, you know, if you trade up with six draft picks, you're going to not be picking yeah. much this weekend. The last thing I wanted to talk about, Ryan, was John Elway was specifically asked multiple times about a play, another player that they had in here for a visit, uh, a running back by the name of Joe Mixon. Uh, I do not want to. I, I don't like talking about Joe Mixon um, because he makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> I read an article this morning. Arthur Blank, the Falcons owner, mm-hmm. took him off the Falcons board. He's not wow. on. He's not on the Falcons draft board, and, and frankly, I don't think he should be. Look, his agent is Peter Schaefer, a local guy. I, mm-hmm. I I've met Peter. Right, uh, Joe is apparently a very nice kid, uh, but you can't look at that and look at that video and tell me that he is a draftable player. And for John, here let, let's just listen to the question and the answer that John gave when asked directly about whether they had Joe Mixon on the board. Is Joe Mixon on your board? Uh, I'm not going to tell you he's on the board. I would not draft Joe Mixon no matter what. I don't care if he's there in the first round, the second, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. He is off my board because when you have someone who is willing to do that, 
It's not the first time he's done something like that. He's had off-field issues outside of that. The talent doesn't become worth it to me. The best example that I can give, and it's a little bit different, this guy has a habitual drug problem, but a kid named Randy Gregory. You know Randy Gregory, the, the Dallas Cowboys pass rusher. Randy Gregory is a... I can't, I'm not calling him a marijuana addict, but he likes to smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> and he and it was found out about uh, prior to the draft. The Cowboys took him in the second or third round, I think. I think third round he wound up going. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But he was a first-round talent, first-round edge rusher, maybe the best edge rusher in that class, arguably, coming out. And he has been suspended more times than I can count, and he's really cost himself probably his NFL career because of this issue that teams knew about Mm -hmm. before they drafted him. We have seen Joe Mixon break a woman's face, Mm -hmm. and and teams know about it. Teams are probably still going to draft him. He's probably going to be a high second-round draft pick. Right. Ryan, that is disgusting to me, and it was... It was, I'm not going to lie, it was a little discouraging to hear John Elway come out and not totally discount Joe Mixon. In fact, in this clip, he actually praises Joe Mixon a little bit in, in talking about the visit that he took here to the UCL Trading Center. Now that you've met with Joe Mixon, any concerns about what happened off the field with him? We're still evaluating that. Yeah, so I mean, obviously that's a you know that's that's an issue and it's something that we're continuing to look at and get as much background as we can on Joe to, to see where he may fall for us. But being face-to-face with him, did that ease any concerns? Well, we had a good meeting with him. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time with him, but uh, had a good real, you know, a good meeting with him. We went through the whole process and what had happened, and I'm sure he'd been through it several times. And, and uh, But for us to be able to hear from him and what happened and went through all that. Ryan, that, that made me kind of perk my ears up a little bit. It didn't seem like a ringing endorsement or anything. Yeah. But... I thought the fact that the Falcons have put out, other teams have put out, that he is not on their draft board, and the Broncos have not done that, is um, it's a little disturbing because it tells me that there's a chance that he could wind up being a Denver Bronco, which I think would be uh, disappointing for me as someone who covers this team. And, you know, it's a it's an interesting story. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. But it would be frustrating to have to cover that guy. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I understand your view of it completely. I am not going to say that, you, you know, uh, that no team should have him on the draft board is insane. I, I get it. You know, we've most football fans have seen the video and like you said, um, that's, it's tough not to forget that. Um, but if I can play devil's advocate here, you mentioned Peter Schaefer, uh, well-known agent, uh, has a lot of players didn't need to take on Joe Mixon. Really could have just, you know, seen him like, nah, you're on your own, man. I, there's no way I'm going to help. He must have seen or heard something or believed something about Joe to at least get him under his wing and take him to, you know, the Broncos and other teams and all that stuff. Mixon has been open about the situation. He's been nothing yeah. but apologetic. Uh, the the female uh, even had a had a comment about it. I'm not saying that she wasn't getting Everything. something under the table, all that stuff. Like I'm not saying that it was it was in 2011, right? Or it was a while ago. It I don't know matter. how. It could I, have been I, in I'm not saying that. I'm, I, I get that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that. You know, we, if I'm not saying that's Joe Mixon as a person. I'm saying that could be when you get two drinks in him. 
Uh, I I don't know. And we've seen how that works out we've with Monte Ball. Uh, we get that. Um, but, you know, I mean, you talk about in 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 football nowadays i don't know it, it and i'm not i'm not trying to sound like i am defending joe mixon's uh behavior or any behavior type like that but it's very common in the nfl amongst these guys um to have off-field issues and we talk about off-field issues a lot uh it's going to be one of the most heard phrases you're going to hear this week um but i understand that sometimes football teams just see what he can do on the field. And so if if Elway is it just watches tape and is so I don't want to say blinded, but you know, the rose-colored glasses goes on and he just sees a playmaker with playmaking ability and he's going to take the chance and you know, it could be a first first strike last strike type thing where it's like you know one off field issue you're you're out like I'm, I'm sorry we're, we're yeah. going to take a chance we're going to give you it i get it um but again i am not taking anything away from your take because there is a in a large majority of me agrees with you that when you see that you don't want your team especially when you have you know uh, i i think the broncos have such a a a good aura around them. They have a, a they have very a tradition, profesh, a, a uh, tradition, a winning yeah. tradition. Just one of those uh, upper echelon franchises that yeah. I think people try and or you know teams may model after. We'll, I think that's the that's the character. That we'll see how it works out. If Joe Mixon winds up, I say I wouldn't draft him at all. But there's there's a first round talent there. If you get him in like the sixth round, then we can talk about it. But he's probably going to be a high second round right. pick couple of news things that I wanted to hit on, and then we'll get out of here, uh, both relating to the draft. Two guys are going to slide. That oh. really interests me. And you know this for a fact. I know this for a fact. Jabril Peppers oh, yeah, is going to slide. Right. Um, because of the news that came out today regarding a diluted urine sample. The NFL treats a diluted sample from the Combine the same as they would a failed drug test. Yes. Jabril Peppers will enter the league in the substance program, which is a huge red flag to teams because the thing about getting a diluted sample or failing a drug test, when they're they're not the same thing, admittedly, and I think the league should probably look at them differently, Mm -hmm. but the league looks at them the same way, and players know that. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing something that could dilute your sample a week out from the combine or days ahead of the combine... That tells me you're not a very bright individual, right. which worries me a great deal. The other guy that that happened to is Reuben Foster. And Reuben Foster, now we find out teams are, and I, I checked on this a couple of places, and this is absolutely true, the teams are extremely concerned about his combine medical recheck that happened. He will likely have to shoulder, have, right? he'll likely have to have another shoulder surgery you could be talking about, if you draft Reuben Foster, you could be talking about not getting him until the first, until the, like, week 10 mm-hmm. of the regular season, which is extremely scary for NFL teams. Now, the example that we saw kind of relating to this last year, last year, Miles Jack, uh, the kid, the, the linebacker out of UCLA, could have, probably should have been a top five pick. I don't think Miles Jack went until the second round. And he went, yeah, he went to Jacksonville at the mm-hmm. top of the second round because there was such a concern about a microfracture right. uh, surgery he's going to have to have down the road that came out extremely late after the combine medical rechecks happened. 
So that's kind of a similar situation. So Ryan, my question to you, I'll give you, I'm just going to give you five names that are on, or maybe five or six names. Okay. John Elway with the 20th overall pick in the 2017 NFL draft, the Denver Broncos can select either Cam Robinson, Garrett Bowles, Ryan Ramschek with three tackles, who I think will all be there. Jabril Peppers, Reuben Foster, John Ross, the speedy wide receiver. Those are your six. Okay. So you've got your offensive playmaker. You've got to choose one of them. you got to choose one of them at 20. you got your offensive playmaker. You've got your two guys who are sliding in Peppers and Foster. Both of them are going to slide, but they probably won't slide far enough for them to be there for you in the second round or any of your three tackles. You've got your playmaker, your sliders, your tackles. Who are you taking? Honestly... I'm taking John Ross at the moment. Uh, John Ross, okay. John Ross. And I I am of the playmaker um, crowd. Um, I don't think McCaffrey's going to be there. He will um, not be. I think, um, I think Broncos fans need to come to terms with that now. Okay, Broncos fans? I, I know you really want him to come home. Uh, but I think... I think, like you said, I think the tackles this in this draft would probably be second-round talent in any other draft. Uh, maybe Cam Robinson in the late, you know, late first round. And that means at 20, I don't know if it's worth that pick. Uh, and so, and then you look at Reuben Foster. Uh, that injury scares me. He's a physical linebacker who's a missile. And when you're a physical linebacker who's a missile, you're leading with your shoulder. That's an important body part. I don't need I don't need problems with that off right off the bat. Um, so yeah, John Ross. I, I, and it might not just be John Ross. It, I think they just need a playmaker. Um, and Jabril Peppers could be that. I I just can't I can't put my thumb on Jabril Peppers because he's he's so he's good a tweener, at everything. He's, he's right. good at everything and not great he's, at anything. Right. And Except so, he's a really good dynamic option in the return game. Right. And not just the you know it, as a punt returner, but yeah. you lost Kayvon Webster, your best your best tackling special teamer, the guy. So why you know Peppers played linebacker um, and safety and, and safety. So maybe that's until you figure out a use for him. Maybe he is just a, a, a utility. Uh, for you, where he's just doing all the stuff until you figure out, all right, this is what he's best at. Yeah, there are better options for a guy like that, even at 20, like a guy like Adoree Jackson, who yes. I'm really right. high on. Uh, Dory Jackson. That is... kid tore apart the Pac-12 yeah. last season. I, I really like him. Um, So you're probably taking John Ross then. I'm, I think I'm going to take John the Ross receiver at 20. at 20. Again, if this was... That's not a terrible pick. I wouldn't hate that If pick. this was 10, you know... More towards pick ten. That's when you're really looking for needs. That's when you know. I, uh, yeah. But, but at just the twenty, just the mid level, I, I'm just like, just get. A I, it, I'm taking Reuben Foster. All right. Um, you're risking it. Risking yeah. the biscuit. He's gonna have to have another surgery. Mm-hmm. So you take him with the understanding that he is not going to be able to contribute for you right away. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that he fills a long-term need for the Broncos as well as an immediate need, right? Okay. So I'm always a guy who's going to say, let let young guys develop. I will almost always buy into that. Um, Reuben Foster is a football-playing Jesse. That kid is an exceptional talent on the inside of a defense. He is the best interior linebacker in this class. He will eventually get healthy. Now, you worry that it can become a nagging problem, so you have to be sure not to rush him back. 
You have to draft him with the understanding that you will not have him until week 10 of the regular season at the earliest. You might not even have him at all this year. If that happens, you have to be okay with that because long-term you're getting a better player. Now, with that said, that'd be probably my first choice. My second choice is Cam Robinson, the tackle out of Alabama. Um, I like, I've warmed up to Garrett Bowles considerably, but Robinson is still my one. Uh, and hearing John Elway say the things he said about uh, about Alabama and about offensive linemen today was pretty interesting. So, yeah, uh, we will be out here again. Will we be out here tomorrow? We're going to be out here all week, yeah. I'll Ryan, be out here tomorrow. Ryan will be out here tomorrow. I'll be out here tomorrow because guess what, Ryan Green? They're going to be on the field. We actually get a C players play football, sort well, of. Well, yeah. It's more a glorified game of catch. Yeah, hey, that's closer than we've gotten in months. <laughs> right. Still football. We're going to get to see professional football players play professional football. We're going to see the new quarterback coach, Paxton Lynch. We're going to see Trevor oh, Simeon's I shoulder. I can't wait to see Paxton Lynch just rip one from 95 yards downfield <laughs> and tuck it right in the bucket. That kid has an arm, man. Kid's arm talent. Hey, but what about Trevor? <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll see. Hey, you, I, I will be interested to see how Trevor looks with the shoulder. I, I, I want to see it. I doubt he will throw in front of us tomorrow. Um, that's I, a, that's actually a good point. I doubt that. But we'll find out. We will be out here tomorrow with another pod. Hopefully it's a little bit shorter. We had a lot to go over today. We, yeah, uh, we'll we be will. out here as well. Nate Lundy shot a, a nice little recap video with us that will go up on the site. We'll also post that uh, to Ryan Green. Mm-hmm. Our staff-wide NFL mock draft. Seven of us. Did I win that? I don't think any of us won it. Oh. I think I made well, some pretty good. Why did I do it? I think I made some pretty good picks. Though. <laughs> I, I picked, uh, I sent Leonard Fournette to Jackson. That, that was smart. That's where he's going. Yeah. I sent Adoree Jackson at 32 to New Orleans. That's also smart. That's a good pick. 25, I sent Pat Mahomes to the Texans. Um. Yeah. That's, that's probably that. where he's going. He is the one where I could see a team reaching. He's been getting a lot of noise. I had somebody tell me, somebody that I trust, tell me there's a chance you could see three quarterbacks taken in the top 15. Well, that's wild. Which would shock me. I think there's, That's wild. I, I think you're going to have a quarterback go at 6, and I think you're going to have a quarterback go at 12. Now, whether Cleveland's making that pick at 12, we'll right. see. Um, but I've had Mitch Trubisky mocked the Jets at 6 for a while. Is he, is he the first one? Yes. Who's the second one? Deshaun Watson. Okay. I've seen, yeah, I've, I've seen some scouts a little worried about his velocity. Who, Watson? Uh, yeah, Watson. Um, yeah, but, yeah but, it'll be but Watson's second. I think that just, after seeing the, the past two national championship games, I would. You're sold on Deshaun I'm, Watson? I'm, so, I'm not sold on day one starter, but if you're the Saints, yeah. you're the Steelers. Saint, hey, now, the Saints have Garrett Grayson as their quarterback of the future. Hey, yeah, that's look. Not, that's not going well. <laughs> By the way, I have a guy who, that is not going Garrett well Grayson. at all. Man, I'm a CSU Ram, and even when, when they were like, yeah, Garrett Grayson's going to go pretty high, I was like, that's that's wild. Yeah, uh, he, he is, yeah. When I went out there. He, even, he was just on practice squad, right? Yeah, he's their third right now. Oof. He's been their third since he got drafted. Oof. They wanted him to move up to their second a couple years ago, but he's not very good. Uh, yeah, I covered his pro day, too. He and Ty, no, he had a separate pro day because he came in with an injury. But he uh, he's not a very big guy. Kind of a slender a, yeah. kind of a slender dude. Um, but, yeah, we will be out here all week, literally all week. I just realized that. I'll be here every day this week. 
Uh, hey, better get used to it. Tomorrow, tomorrow and Thursday for uh, tomorrow and Wednesday for the OTA practices, the veteran mini camp workouts. Then Thursday, Ryan, it all kicks off the NFL draft. We will be here to cover it at 5280sportsnetwork.com. Check out all the coverage that we've already got. Mock drafts galore, scouting reports, Broncos big board videos. We've got everything you want to prep for this huge NFL draft. You'll want to know about it, so check out the site, 5280sportsnetwork.com. Uh, and then, Ryan Green, it's, uh, it's draft time, man. It's draft time. Teams are on the clock. Well, one team's on the clock. One right team now. is on the clock. The Cleveland Browns are on the clock right now. The other clocks are ready. They're just not. Can you believe this is like the first them. time Cleveland's had the first pick? You know, since... I was thinking about that since I think Tim Couch, right? Yeah, they've always been like top top three, awful. but they've never been the worst. <laughs> what a franchise that one is. The one, hey, the one wild card to look out for that I keep hearing buzz about, and I usually stop listening when April rolls around. San Francisco may throw the whole board off. At two. Wow. We'll see. Wow. We'll see what happens. San Francisco may San Francisco may get wacky. That's where you may wind up getting three. <laughs> that's where you may wind up getting three quarterbacks in the top fifteen is if uh, San Francisco goes and yeah. gets all whack. Oh San Fran. Um yeah. I'm excited. Um but at the same time after this it's no man's land for a while. Cool. Yep, it is. We should probably get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. All right. Uh, for everybody at 5280 Sports Network, check out all the covers on the site. We'll be here all week. Uh, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Morrison. This is 5280SM.